This is the I Love Success Podcast. I'm Peter Jumrukovsky, and I have made a vow to myself to help as many people as possible to achieve their dreams. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to the I Love Success Podcast. If this is the first time you're here with me, I want to say thank you so much. I am grateful to have you here. This is the show where I meet some of the most successful people on the planet and share their story. The reason is because I have a big fat mission to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. But right now, if you're listening to this, you are the most important person to me. So please make sure to take notes. If you're in the gym, make sure to pump a little bit harder. If you're driving, drive safely. If you're running, whatever you're doing, like, hey, this is here for you to pump you up and to get you at least one little nugget. I'm sure it's going to be more, but at least one little nugget for you to improve the next couple of days, years, and life. So without further ado, I have an amazing guy here. It's the first time I see him uh, this way. I hope to meet him in person one day. We just got on the phone call for a business reason a couple of weeks ago, and it was such a positive, positive guy. And, 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 and I, I felt instantly drawn and connected to him. And I, I had to look him up. And of course, when you meet these people that, that are positive, there's a story behind it usually. And of course, there's a story about it. So without further ado, let me welcome one of the most positive people I've ever had the pleasure of speaking to, Mr. Andrew Walsh. Welcome to the I Love Success podcast, my friend. Let's go. I love success, Peter. I'm fired up to be here. Thank you so much for having me, brother. We're going to bring it today. I hope your, your listeners are ready. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm just so excited. And before we go into that mode, I just want to speak kind of heart to heart because usually when I meet a person like yourself, you know, who had gone, have gone through the journey of leading to a positive life, uh, there's usually some obstacles to overcome. So can you just share a little bit, like what made you who you are today? Oh, what a great question. Well, Peter, I, I'm a big believer in the man upstairs. I believe God instills gifts in us. And he also has us in ultimately, he wants us to live more like his son, Jesus. And Jesus went through a lot of hardships. He had a lot of people come against him and through these hard times, he reveals a lot to us. So when you're in pain, he's showing you what pleasure is, right? When, you know, when you're in depression, he's showing you what joy is, right? We have two options, right? We can either look at, oh, I'm, I'm in depression and I can stay stuck here and still be in this test, or I can find what the opposite of depression is, joy, and, and live my life like that. And, you know, for me, I've always, I always feel like I've been a very energetic and passionate person, Peter, and for people who are listening, always kind of had that as a gift from God. But one moment in particular changed my life. I was 17 years old. I was a high school football player. Uh, uh, number one, I was ranked in the top 20 of Orange County athletes, was getting football scholarships all over, um, and was at a passing league tournament. Long story short, I ended up getting this blood blister on my foot. They ended up um, like cutting it off at a physical therapy clinic. A couple days later, I was 100 degree fever. It was summer. I was hot. I was sweating. I'm like, what is going on? I lift up my pants leg at school. My veins are black. My foot is throbbing. Uh, I call my parents. I'm freaking out. I get rushed to the ER. The 
the staph infection had gone into my bloodstream, gave me organ and heart failure. Um, they started losing me. They were doing the resuscitation. And I remember like my parents were crying and freaking out. And I could hear the doctor talking in the waiting room, like you should call like significant family. Your son might not be alive in the morning. And that was the last thing I heard. I blacked out and I wake up Peter in the morning, birds are chirping. My parents are like, oh my gosh, Andrew, you're like, you have no idea. Like we just barely made it. Like the medicine kicked in just in time as I blacked out, was able to fight through the staph infection. They were, they still have the scar on my arm from the prick line to my heart. And it, it, a moment, a near death experience like that changes a person. You realize the value of life from something as small as a blood blister or like, you never know when your last day is. So for me, I said, every day for me is the best day that I wake up with breath to breathe, air in my lungs, my heart beating in my chest. That is the best day of my life. And tomorrow, when, if I God graces me with it, that will be the best day of my life. And I've always lived like that since I was 17. Wow. And how do you keep that though? Because I, I think people are listening. You know, when you're like walking over a street and you almost get hit by a car and you're like, whoa, I almost died. And then yeah. five minutes later, a lot of us go back to, you know, our current state. How, how do you keep that state? And, and, and what do you do to be in, be in that state for a long period of time? Great question. If any of your listeners right now are taking notes, this is the most important thing. Because if I let my state control and dictate me, I guarantee you, Peter, there's days you wake up and you're like, man, I'm exhausted. Or maybe one of your listeners wakes up and they had a longer night of work, or maybe they're a nurse or they were dealing with kids. They wake up and they're not feeling it. Let me be honest with everybody. Probably 70 out of, you know, a hundred times you're going to wake up not feeling it. And that's just being honest. So that first couple minutes, when you first wake up, I, I call it the power hour but science and researchers have found out the first seven minutes of you waking up are the most important of your day because you're coming out of dream state. So your dream and wave sleep cycles are in such a vulnerable state that default humans, our 2000 year old brain goes back into fight or fight. And we start thinking of all of our problems and all of the negative things in the first seven minutes. And if you're not careful, that becomes the script for your life. So what you have to do is in that first seven minutes, no, those thoughts are not gonna be playing in my head. I wake up, I am I am a child of God. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Whatever I touch prospers and succeeds. Favor surrounds me. Like I, I do daily promises from scripture. Um, you can do affirmations like I am strong, I'm courageous. I In that first seven minutes, as I'm waking up, we're just getting into a great state. My wife is doing the same thing. And as we make our bed, we lay our pillow down and we fall to our knees. And I lead us in a prayer every morning, thankful for all of our blessings and abilities and for asking God for wisdom. And then we do our Wim Hof breathing, our push-up exercise together. And my wife does it with me and she'll do squats. And that pretty much puts you in fight or flight from... <sighs> like breathing really heavily and it teaches you to be calm. And then while you're holding your breath, you rep out 200 push-ups straight. She'll do a hundred squats, holding her breath. We read the Bible. We'll listen. We'll do affirmations. We'll meditate and we'll read the Bible. Like I had said, and this is in the first hour of your day. 
Are you kidding me? You you have all your armor on. You are unstoppable. When it hits 6 a.m. after that, because we wake up at 4.59 every morning, not five, one minute earlier, because we do one more. We're getting up one minute before the rest of everybody else. So 4.59. So by 6 a.m., you have created this state. And it's replicatable because if I do that same routine every morning, I'll be in the same state every day. So I'm sure Peter, like, I'm curious what your morning routine is too, because you're so successful and I'm sure you have a great routine to share with your audience as well. Yeah. I mean, I think I actually wrote a book. Uh, it's in Swedish, but maybe we should translate it. It's called a super morning where I interviewed about a hundred people that were super successful entrepreneurs and athletes on their mornings. And I think there's many ways of having a morning routine that works. I think the most important is to find something that really works for you. And I know a lot of people, I've tried doing, you know, the American morning where I try to fit everything in. For me, that's a little bit too much. So I try to simplify it for me. I just go to the gym with a friend. I have coffee. Uh, that's my form of meditation. And then I get started, you know, thinking positive thoughts. And, and that, that helps me so much because you just change the state. And I'm lucky yes. I, I work out at Gold's Gym here in Venice. So when you go there, even if you're not feel like training, you see so many people. And, and I go there 630 and I see people leaving. They've already been there. The, the parking lot is full. And that gives me so much energy and also feeling of being around the right people. And, and I listened to one, I think it was a podcast you did talking about the conductor, right? Yeah. Maybe you want to share that because I, I just, I just listened to it today and I was like, it, it really matters who you're, you're around, around with. So let's just share the conductor and because I think it will be valuable for some of our, our guests here. Yeah. Well, Peter, you're totally right. Like who you surround yourself with is who you become. So that energy is important and we all know that classic saying misery loves what company people who who love talking all this stuff about what's wrong what's a negative and misery loves company so finding that energy of rare people who are positive and encouraging and you're like man i need some of that you know well they did a research study in in communications it's kind of like they call it a conductor like a train conductor and they actually found it first in gyms so actually what this would be is say for example peter's in gold's gym he's doing some uh dumbbell bench press and the guy next to him is also doing dumbbell bench press but he's at a pace he's he's moving he's quick he's He's all right, dumbbell chest, he's hitting abs right back. And Peter is right there watching him. And he goes, okay, you know, I can go a little bit. I, I feel kind of lazy resting right now. So I'm going to try and match this guy. So they found there's frequencies that we admit our energies out, right? So this guy's field, he's admitting out. Everyone else is now following his pace and lead. He's the conductor of the gym. So if you're within his field or, or within within eye distance and you're close you are subconsciously trying to step your game up and if you hear that person grunt or like let's go i'm kidding you not for anybody who's in the gym if you're ever in the gym and you're hitting weights and you say the words like let's go or you grunt watch people around you they're gonna pick up their weights they're gonna get off their phones they subconsciously are like oh shoot i should step it up and that's how you can see really oh my gosh i'm the conductor right now in the yeah. gym <laughs> No, it, 
I love that. One thing um, I'm curious about you, Andrew, like what um, in, in your life, you're doing your morning routines and like, what else do you do to move forward in, in the capacity you want and, and, and stay on the course of your goals? Because I think we're getting bombarded with so many messages and, and most of the people that are, you know, listening to my podcast and watching this, they are, they're into, you know, self-development, they want to grow. And, but I, I know that a lot of them, unfortunately, including myself, sometimes I get stuck in just like watching a lot of different stuff and then don't really know where to get started because it's all great. Yeah. What really aligns with my values? Mm. That is such a good question. So the three things that help me stay on track, number one is going to be meditation. Number two is going to be time blocking. And number three is discipline. Okay. So getting into the first one, meditation. So my, my wife and I do a guided meditation every day. It's 12 minutes. You can find it on my YouTube channel or Peter, I could send it to you and your, yeah, your viewers. It's amazing because it helps you do breath work. Then it has you spend, you know, three minutes on previous wins could be a day ago, a year ago, three years ago. Then it has you look at three wins that are going to be coming in the future. And for me, this is how I do it. So I'll meditate in that first minute. What, what does my day look like? I, I'm closing deals um, with um, having a great connection with my wife. We're laughing. I visualize my meetings, my schedule that like a dream day then go to minute two. I, I picture like a travel or a vacation or something, just pure bliss, sitting back, I'm got the trees, I'm, I'm floating around in the water, something like that. The third one is more like a goal. Like I'm sitting, I just got the keys for uh, an Airbnb property in Joshua Tree. And I get my first review after hosting my Airbnb that the people loved it and you're feeling this. So now when I come out of that meditation, Peter, I'm focused. I have direction and my, um, my RAS, my reticular activating system is going to delete everything out that doesn't help me get to those goals that I spent meditating. So for your viewers who don't understand, the RAS is so important. It's pretty much if you look at a Facebook page and your brain tried to process everything on that Facebook page at one time, your brain would explode. So your brain has this RAS, it's kind of like a bouncer of a club who pretty much says what's important to you and what's not important to you. So it filters information. So you see the important things you wanna see. Easiest thing I could say is if you have a car that you're interested in, like a yellow Lamborghini, and all of a sudden you're driving and you start seeing them a lot more, it's because your RAS is, they've always been there. They're just helping you to, notice it a lot more. So meditation helps your RAS have a direction. Hey, this is what I need to do. Anything else, not important, right? So that would be the first part. The second, time blocking. My schedule is so important. If it's not in your calendar, it's not happening. So I know right now, like Peter and I doing this podcast, I have time blocked out for meetings, you know, from 11 to four is meetings. You know, I have my gym time, I have my morning routine time, I have my operations time where I'm sending up emails and client touches and all that stuff. I have my family time, you know, from six to nine, I have my walking time with lunch, and I stick to my schedule and I, I don't move off my schedule. 
because if Peter had reached out and said, Hey, I couldn't do today. Well, I have four other days during the week from 11 to four that we could fit this time. And that's when meetings are best for me. So yeah. sticking to that time blocking is so important. And I'm sure Peter, you probably know how important time blocking is, especially, you know, for some people who are maybe entrepreneurial, you need to figure out what your tipping point is. That's where people get stuck on time blocking. A tipping point is like after 10 a.m., I get calls or emails and I get pulled in a million different directions. Great. So you reverse engineer a calendar to get everything you need to get done before 10. Does that mean you might need to wake up at 4 a.m. to have you know six hours to get things done? But then after 10 a.m., you can let the day kind of happen and then by the end of the day, you already got all the important stuff done in the beginning. And the last one, number three, discipline, right? I'm a big believer in God. So I have the Holy Spirit guide me. And one thing we're taught in, in the Bible is God tests you in small ways to see if you can handle bigger things. So you're walking and you see two pieces of trash on the floor. Your gut says, pick it up, put it in the trash, right? But you're go and then you start rationalizing. Oh my gosh, but what if there's germs on that? Oh, I don't want to pick that up. That's somebody else's job. No, small discipline is I'm going to pick that up and put it in the trash because I'm a person who leaves any place better than it was before I was there. Or if I'm in the bathroom and the sink's a mess, and there's paper towels and I'm at a restaurant. I don't, I, I'm not saying I'm any better than the person whose job is to clean that, but I'm going to clean it right there because I'm going to leave any place better than it was before I got there. So having these discipline in the small things, like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be um, sending emails to clients right now. I'm not supposed to be watching YouTube videos, right? And you have the discipline. If you test yourself in the small things enough, when the bigger things come up, you've built up all those wins and your discipline muscle or your rating, you know, if I used to play Madden as a kid, you know, discipline rating would be a hundred. It'd be 99, you know? So those are my three to help you stay on task. Yeah, I love that. And, and I actually listened to a CEO who said once, I schedule half of my calendar and I leave my half empty. And, yeah. and that's, that's very interesting. I'm not sure if he was right or not, but he had an interesting theory because uh, if you leave things empty, you're also open to other things. And I think it's a cool concept. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I'm still working on figuring out how my schedule is. Uh, but what I do know is that I have things that are non-negotiables. Yes. And those are the things that makes me feel good and that moves the needle. And I think for everybody that's listening here, a lot of times you think that you have to do so much. Uh, just for example, I'm a martial artist, you know, and for when, when COVID happened, I couldn't train this much martial arts. So I started going to the, uh, my friend had a gym in one of his rooms, Victor, shout out to him. Uh, and we went there almost every day and worked out. After that, when, when Gold's Gym opened up, you know, we went there and it's been about a year now. And, and I haven't, I haven't, I, I don't weigh myself because I look myself in the mirror and see if I'm happy with who I am. I do the same. So, but I went home to Sweden I, and my father has a scale. He weighs every day. He's waiting at the same weight <laughs> uh, for like 30 or 40 years. And I was like, I feel like I weigh more. And, and I had gained in, in a year, I've gained about 10, 10 pounds uh, of, uh, I think most of it is muscle. Uh, at least I hope so. Yes. <laughs> because my <laughs> shirts are smaller. <laughs> my shoulders are wider. So, 
it's funny because I didn't think about it. The only thing I did was show up with a friend. To be honest, we're not, it's not like we're killing ourselves like back in the days when I was preparing for like a world championship. We're there, we're having fun, we're working out, but the result it's happening because we are consistent. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's that was a great lesson for me because sometimes I want to do too much and, and I can't do that for a long period of time. So it goes back to show up and have the non-negotiables and the results will come. Yeah, Peter, you nailed it. I think we underestimate how much we can get that. Like for you, if, if you time block 30 minutes, of let's just say outbound emails, right? And you set a timer 30 minutes, having that timer almost like a shot clock, you are like, oh my gosh, I got to stay on task. I only have 30 minutes to do this for the whole day. Right. And just to give it a, a small example, Peter, before you hop back in was uh, during COVID, like you had mentioned the pandemic, there was a lot of fear. We didn't know what was going to happen. So I was Googling, you know, like, what are some things to help with anxiety or fear? And, and they had said journaling. So I said, okay, I'm going to do 30 minutes every day from 5am to 530. I'll open up a word doc in just 30 minutes. Peter, within six months, I had 275 pages of a book written just from six months of 30 minutes. That's all I would get. When the timer went off, I had to stop. That was it. So little 30 minute consistently, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's 150 minutes one week. Then that's 300 minutes. They add up. So we don't feel like you said we have to get everything done in one day. Block it out for 30 minutes and be consistent. It's a non-negotiable. I do this five days a week, 30 minutes. And it will add up. Love it. Um, I'm going to read something to you that one of my big role models said. And then I want your take on it because I think you're, you're, I feel like you, you are very good at this. Don't speak negatively about yourself. Even as a joke, your body doesn't know the difference. Words are energy and cast spells. That's why it's called spelling. Change the way you speak about yourself and you change your life. What you are not changing, you're also choosing, Bruce mm. Lee. Mm. My brother, that is reminds me of uh, in the Bible, they use the analogy of like tame your tongue or the words you speak is like the rudder of a ship, okay? If I move my mouth this way, the ship goes this way. If I move my mouth this way, it moves that way, right? And there's also an instrument because uh, when I grew up, my dad was an airline pilot. And we've got to fly and there is an altitude indicator, right? So if you tilt that altitude indicator one degree up within an hour, you are thousands of feet higher in the air. If you tilt that uh, altitude indicator down one degree within a couple minutes, you are all the way down. So our mouth is that altitude indicator. You speak highly of yourself and I am successful. I am unstoppable. I am worthy. I am blessed. I am favored. Watch your life follow suit. Your brain is finding, like I said, that RAS is feeding. Okay, how do I find ways to be in the right place at the right time? How do I show that I am worthy? Well, I work out. I take care of myself. I eat right. I drink water, right? Same thing can be said. Um, Another great guy, Peter, I don't know if you know, um, he was Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks uh, brain coach and unfortunately trevor moad he, he did pass away but he's so big on negative thoughts he had done so many studies on 
the power of positive words is great, but even more important than positive words and like great thing is not speaking negative out. There's like a 70% likelihood of that negative event happening if you actually speak it out. And they used a great example of this. Uh, it was the Boston Red Sox, Bill Buckner. He's the famous baseball player who had the ball go right between his legs and his team lost the World Series. They found 15 years later uh, in the storage of freaking interview of Bill Buckner the night before that game saying, they go, Bill, you know, you're one game away from winning the World Series. Like, how does it feel? He goes, oh my gosh, like dreamed of this as a child. My biggest fear though would be like to have the winning run go right through my glove and our team loses the game. And he prophesized his future with his words that happened the next night. So positive words are great, but even more importantly, do not speak out the negative and especially don't associate I am and then a statement after that that's negative or something that might happen, do not let those words come out of your mouth. Zip it up. Yeah. Andrew, I'm, I'm curious what we can say about, you know, uh, confidence and building that confidence because I, like we're sitting here talking, basically we're two like former sport jocks in a way, you know, we have, we have the, the fortune to have been good at something and that gives you know yourself a lot of confidence uh what do you want to say to people that are struggling a, a little bit right now and they're like yeah what you guys are saying all feels very good but you you guys are are fit you've been like on this trajectory for 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 a very long time but where do i start great question whatever you want more give more in that category I learned this, you know, it's, it's straight from tithing in the Bible. You want more money give more money. You want better friends, be a better friend. You know, you want to have more confidence, you know, give more confidence. So I, I never forget. And my wife laughs at me, but she does this now too. I smile and wave at any person who gives me eye contact. So you, so if somebody's walking on the street, random stranger, you're getting a big smile and I'm waving or a, a hey, because I heard of one person who committed suicide because they said, I'm going to walk on uh, the San Francisco Golden Great Bridge. And this was in his suicide letter. He said, if one person looks at me and smiles, I won't jump. And nobody did. So I said, I can be that guy that maybe prevents somebody from committing suicide. You know, and I get emotional, but it's like, start small, smile at people, wave to your neighbors, you know, be nice to the grocery clerk. If you want confidence, give confidence, say hi to people like your barista, say thank you to your janitor who cleans your gym or, you know, start small, like it gives you confidence. And like, I think there's power in tears too. As men, we should cry more. There's like a big stigma about crying, but really when you cry, you're actually re releasing cortisol. God made our eyes so that we can cry. So actually, I don't know anybody who's ever had a cry and you're like, oh, I feel so much better. I feel lighter. It's because you're actually releasing cortisol, the stress hormone out of your eyes. So crying is actually a really healthy way to, you know, help with your mental health as well. Um, so I would say if you want more confidence, give more confidence to other people be a blessing. Like, like I came on today, I was hyping Peter up. I'm like, dude, look at that chiseled jaw. You're looking great. Like, and he's smiling and I'm smiling and that's given me more confidence. Right. So for anybody who's listening, you can do that today. 
the next person you run into, if you don't know them, smile at them, wave at them. The next opportunity you have, go out of your way to say thank you to somebody. You know, that gives you energy and energy wins always. And that will give you confidence. It's the small thing that gives life. And thank you for sharing and, and being so, you know, open, open hearted here with us today, you know, and, and yeah. there is a big stigma and for, I don't know if you watched Patty Pimplet's talk on the UFC last week when one of his friend committed, committed suicide and he didn't talk to anybody. And I think there's, especially as guys, you know, we, we don't talk because we want to be seen as strong. And I know as a martial artist, my whole, like my whole, my whole game was to not show that I was weak, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I felt very weak at many times, to be honest with you, but the whole, the whole goal was to show that you're a warrior and that nobody can get to you and, and things like that. But I mean, we're, we're all human. And now when I'm learning more about life, I, I, I realize, you know, uh, you know, kindness is magic, you know? Yeah, bro. Well, like different than martial arts, but super simple, like football, same thing. You're taught, be tough, never cry, never show emotion. And I think it's, it's made it really hard because you can't have deep conversation. And I think the easiest way, if you, if you have something that you're carrying, you know, reach out to people. Or if you feel like, man, I, I'm blessed. I don't have much going on. When somebody's name is on your heart, reach out to that person. They need there's a reason their name is on their heart. Reach out to that person, check in with them, you know, and there's power and vulnerability. Like when you hear somebody share a hard time or a really sad story, you kind of want to reciprocate and you also share. And that's how we go from having surface level conversations to really deep conversations where you can have known somebody. I've known Peter not that long, but we've already gotten deep. Like I already feel like I know, like he's my brother. Like I know this guy because he shared things with me. And with this audience, you know, and you just feel more connected to those people and you want to see them win and you want to see them succeed. Yeah. So Andrew, when, when you have a bad day, like, what do you do? Like if something happens that are out of your control, that, that, that is really, really against you. And at least that's what it feels like. How, how do you deal with that? Bro, this is so funny. I don't have like, I have great days. I'll be honest. I am somebody who consistently has great days. And I, I would say for anybody who maybe if you do have a bad day, I would read start James in the Bible from chapter one. It's really great. It explains just the outlook of, okay, right now, say for example, there's a problem. The first thing I'm going to do when this problem arises is I'm going to pray and I'm going to thank God for it. Totally counterintuitive. Who thanks God for an issue or a problem? Because I know God is testing me. And when my I'm tested, my endurance has a chance to grow. So God is going to plant something or some bad news or something. And I'm going to say, thank you, God, for this. I recognize it. Give me the wisdom to pass this test with grace so that I handle this. And God goes, wow. He handled that so well. He's ready to, to go to another level. I think every setback or misstep or something negative that happened is really a test. And God is waiting to see how we respond because he wants to, like God could have made humans and we gone straight to heaven. Why do we have 60, 70, 80 years here on earth, right? Like why? Because he wants us to develop our character here and he wants us to learn more about him so that when we do go into eternity, 
we are the better character and we know more about Christ. So this life is the practice round for eternity. And man, what a, what a, what a opportunity we might miss if we don't spend time getting to know God a little bit better or working on our connection right there, because eternity is a long time to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious when, can you share the moment when you knew you had to stop playing football and how, how did that affect you? Yeah, that's, I think for any athlete, that's a tough time is when your sport is over or you're done with your years. Mine got cut short. I was, I was a running back in college and I got hit in the back and hit in the front by a safety, collapsed my spine, was partially paralyzed, couldn't have feeling in my left legs, 21 years old, still going to college classes with a broken back, didn't do surgery, you know, so there was a time where just football went like this to like your career trajectory to it's over and your identity gets wrapped in that. Like I'm sure for you, Peter, like you with martial arts, like who are you without martial arts? And I was really struggling. Who is Andrew Walsh when I'm not a football player? And I think that's when really doing these morning routines and I think writing out your story for your life is so important where you, if any of your listeners are watching this right now, I would make this a mandatory assignment to get done in the next 24 hours, go over to target, get a nice journal and just take 30 minutes and write out from this day. What is my dream life looking like? What is my next few months? What does my year look like? What give yourself new direction and a script, right? Because if I give you that script and now you're following it, you're going to make that thing happen. It's like, dude, you, we watch these great movies and we're crying or we're like, wow, that was a great movie because they wrote a script out and they followed the script line by line and it led them to this answer. Why, why don't we write a script for our life of what we want to do and review it every day? And I kid you not, it takes your brain and makes you start thinking bigger and believing bigger. And Peter, there's nothing greater than looking back at some of your stories you've written. And you're like, oh my gosh, I've already achieved that. I've already done that. I need to start adding pages and start believing and dreaming bigger. I would have never thought I'd own a house in Orange County. That's a million dollar home at 26 years old. Are you kidding me? I would have never thought that, but I wrote it out and it was a dream and God had things happen that, that worked itself out. You know, so I would definitely challenge your listeners if they haven't already go and get a journal, write out your 10 year plan, get some direction for your life and a new script that you can follow. Yeah, no, I love that. And how long did that take, take for you though? Because I, I know, especially a lot of athletes, they struggle with this and a lot of people who, who change, especially now during COVID people change uh, cities, they change careers, like like how, how, do, how was that process and how did you heal your, your back? Yeah. So for me, it definitely took some time. Like this is no, like, Hey, I did what that guy said on that podcast. I wrote a journal and I'm still struggling. <laughs> like it, it takes time. You, you really do got to learn. Like the bit, the best tips that I could give is really start winning your morning. Like that cliches are cliches for a, win, a, a reason Win the morning, win the day. Right. For me, my back recovery was, it was nine months. I did no surgery because at the time I thought I might become a firefighter. And I found out if you have like any back surgery on a, any kind of medical form, they're going to just throw your resume out. You won't have a shot. So I ended up doing the FMS 
um, screen and getting my score and doing corrective exercises and learning diaphragmatic belly breathing. And that really helped because I actually was really battling two things. One, I lost football and depression. Number two, because people don't realize in your spine, you have nerves that run all the way up to your brain. So if you collapse the lumbar or you have a slipped disc, you actually are cutting off certain neurons that run all the way up into your brain that actually can lead to depression, which a lot of people don't realize. So I think meditation, journaling, breath work, all these kind of self-help things. I would listen to tapes, honestly. Uh, I would go to YouTube and just type in like inspirational and there's people like Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, Ray Lewis. I would listen to these tapes all day and I was just retraining my sub subconscious mind and I knew, hey, I might not be an athlete anymore, but boy, Peter, did I learn some great skill sets as a football player. I learned time management. I learned discipline. I learned hard work and man, what if you're in any career aren't those probably three of the best attributes so take everything you learned in your athletic or your 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 career see what were the good things that you learned and that you can carry those into your next role or next job i feel like all of us live this life and we have gifts and we were like peter you did martial arts for a reason that's why you're so good at what you do today you're incredibly disciplined you have intense focus right you also know the power of hard work what's sitting on the other side of it too so it's worth it yeah are there are days where you want to throw your phone at the ground and you're over it but you understand no i'm not going to do that because the payoff is always going to be worth it at the end so i think really looking at the, the skill sets that you learn through your sport or being an athlete and how you can apply that in that same energy into business. Cause I look at sales now as sports. It's just like, I got to show up and catch touchdown passes. Now I got to close deals. Change your mindset, change your life, change your mindset, change your life, change your mindset, change your life. It's, 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 incredible with what the brain can accomplish if we can if we can train it well uh i have one last question to you andrew then i'm i'm gonna let you go what should i have asked you today uh that i forgot oh man well peter first off you were very well prepared these were great questions um i think i we we, we actually talked about it briefly with the time blocking but i also think for any of your listeners who are on here right now and maybe you're dating you're engaged or you're married um don't give your family leftover time right i think so some of us and probably who are on this fight we're so driven and we want to succeed and we take the extra meetings and the calls i just i just feel like it's kind of counterintuitive we live in the hustle and grind mode but always make sure you're not giving your family leftover time. So on your calendar, schedule quality and family time, right? Block out a weekend where you say, hey, I'm gonna just hang out with my wife. I will not put a meeting. I will not hang out with a friend. I am just like your schedule that you would do for your business, do the same exact thing. And I also think the last thing I would say is, you know, and especially in business and sales, we treat these new the new people we're getting deals from we're doing things we haven't done in for a, why aren't we doing that with our significant other if i'm doing that in a sales deal and i'm going above and beyond and i'm doing all these great things and then i'm just coming home tired and being not that same person to my wife come on man step it up you know like i would say 
that thing is time block quality time with family and prioritize that because in the end we really only have relationships money comes and goes and sure it's great but those relationships are really what matters that, that would be my last probably takeaway peter oh that was i'm i'm writing this down i mean don't get don't get your family left over time that's whew, that that stings hard for many of us and it's uh it's the truth andrew a pleasure uh, we have so much more to talk about we need to we need to catch up we need to have dinner uh, with our with our wives to get to know each other a little bit closer i think this has uh, been such a pleasure i want to thank you for your time thank you for what you do thank you for spreading so much positivity in the world and just making that conscious decision to you know go go and get it and uh, i i just love being around people like yourself so thank you so much my friend oh peter thank you so much I, i'm praying for you your listeners your wife everybody who listens is that that god enriches your life and they took away at least one thing from today that will hopefully change their life change their month but peter thank you you're the most gracious host i had a blast bro this was so fun Thank you. And if people want to connect with you, work with you and, and, you know, just, just follow your journey. Where's the best place? Yeah. Just, uh, Instagram would probably be best. Just at a underscore Walsh. I run my own account. I respond to every single DM it's you're getting one. It's from me. So send me a message and I will do my best to get back to you. Every connection and every person matters. So I will respond. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you, everybody who is still with us listening. We're about 45 minutes in. I had a blast. I hope you you had a blast. And we don't take it lightly uh, that you are spending time with us. This is why we do this. I do not charge uh, for this because I want you to have all of this value. But just because it's free doesn't mean that it's not full of value. So please, if you like this message, if you liked anything about this uh, show, share it with somebody else. I want to help more people. I want this message to be spread to, to everybody and anybody all over the world that needs to hear this right now. Give us a review, uh, subscribe and do whatever you can to help us because we love you and we're grateful to have you here. Thank you for watching and listening to the I Love Success podcast and I'll see you guys soon.